You're listening to the Everyone But Us podcast, straight from the heart of London. Yo, what's up everybody and welcome to the Everyone But Us podcast, live from Germany in, was it, Cos... Cosfeld, Cosfeld. Cosfeld, is that pronounced right? Cosfeld. Near Dusseldorf. Okay, yeah. yeah. Apples and oranges. We're pronouncing all of these names wrong, I think. <laughs> German's going to be like, these, these guys are fucking These fucking stupid. English guys. Uh, but for today, we have a very, very, very special guest in the building. I know I say that on every podcast, but this one is truly a special guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Freddie from Madball in Freddy. the house. London style. That's why yeah. you heard it, man. We've got Freddie from Madball on the podcast. I just want to say thank you for taking the time. You're welcome. You're Again. very welcome. My pleasure. My cool. pleasure, man. So, like, how you doing first? How you feeling? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanging in there. Hanging last in there. last day. Last day of the tour. So just getting all our stuff together. You know, you know how it goes. Last yeah, day yeah. of tour. Just trying to um, get everything together and get ready to get home to the family. But uh, it's been a nice tour. It's been a nice. It's been a good time, man. Good people and uh, good shows. So yeah. Okay, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, for those that don't know, I think it's obvious. Won the Rebellion Eight tour. Yeah. It's won the last day of a ten day. Uh, what, trick ten day trick. Yep. Um, so rebellion. That's that's something that you started. Yes. Can you just talk us through it, like? Yeah. So this is the eighth installment. So I, we started it like uh, some years back now, and basically, uh, I I didn't invent package tours. You know, it was something it, people have done similar stuff, but. I definitely wanted to to have some create something that had like a, a not just a brand but like made a statement hence the name um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so uh I think early on when I first did it I remember telling Scott from Terror about it and so they ended up being like on the first one and on and on other ones as well um and I just yeah basically just trying to put together bands that make sense that you know work well together but also just something to like uplift the culture you know just like yeah nice and, and give newer bands a shot as well like that's part of that's part of the whole concept as well not just have like you know the bigger bands or whatever you want to call it you know but to have a bit of everything to have some youth some some new guys in there some Older cats, everything in between. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I was gonna say because ob obviously with a package like this, let's face it, you need three or four of them big bands to pull to pull Absolutely. people in. Yeah. But what I really liked about what you do is you got our band ironed out. You got well, yeah, we're on it, and we're fairly an unknown band in Europe. You got another young band called Slope uh, yeah. from Germany yeah. that I really like a lot. They're um, yeah, they've been killing the it as well, man. Yeah, they've been killing it, man. They are definitely. How do you go about selecting? Well, well, well that's just it. Um, um, I try to rack my brain and, and think about like. I mean, it's our, it's our. Ultimately, it's our headlining tour. Always, like that's kind yeah, of the that's yeah. kind of the thing about Rebellion. It's not just like. Uh, a package of just different a different package every time out. It's yeah, yeah. it's it's focused around us around Madball obviously. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, 
so I just have to figure out what what makes sense like under us and then like I basically just start asking bands you know that if they're available and sometimes it pans out great and sometimes you know I had to ask several bands before this one before we finally landed on like Iron Reagan and then so on so on so on so initially I like try to lock in the band that's gonna go right under us main yeah. support Oh, yeah. And then I work my way down, right down from there. But sometimes a band will come to us, um, uh, like Slope, for example. Yeah. That was Rob. He made a he made a he made a recommendation for them, and Rob is 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 Madball's TM in Europe for like almost ten years, and he's also the frontman for Born from Pain. For those for everybody listening, Rob Franson, but a uh, good friend, good friend, and and uh, part of our team, you know. And uh, he's been helpful to me over the years as well, as far as like, because uh, he has his ear to the street in Europe. So he's been telling me, he kind of tells me sometimes, hey, maybe check out these guys, see what you think. Yeah. And that's like how a band like Slope came about. You know, he was like, hey, these guys, these young guys are coming up and they're doing some interesting stuff. And then, or even Ironed Out, you actually came to us through uh, Theo. Theo, yeah. Yeah. That's how yeah. it works, yeah. And 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 then I and and I was immediately digging it, and obviously we have we have we have we go way back, yeah, you yeah, and I, yeah, So, yeah. but yeah, no, it was like so. Sometimes it comes in different, different in different ways, you know. The, yeah, the, yeah. the bands come together in different ways, but I, I more or less build it up with some fr some help from friends. No, that's, that's yeah. dope, man. Yeah. When you first thought of doing rebellion, was you expecting to do it year after year, or was it going to be a one-off thing, and then you just thought, oh, I'll do it again? Um. I, I I would venture to say that I thought about it as something that would continue. That would, just rotating the bands, obviously, but okay. it wouldn't be the same every time. But it, obviously, but um, I mean, you go with those intentions, but you you don't know how it's, how it's going to do. Yeah, yeah, cool. So you yeah, know, yeah, if, it, yeah. if it's a complete failure, after a while, you might want to just <laughs> you know, not go there anymore. <laughs> but uh, but luckily. It's it's always panned out. Now, obviously, some years have been bigger than others, and you know that that that's great. You know, across the board. Uh, but um, you know, even even where there's been years where it wasn't as as big. Yeah. I think it's still something important for us to do. It's something important for the culture of hardcore and for Europe and the whole nine. So we just keep it. We just keep it going, you know. 100%. And and the only reason we took time off, honestly, was because um, we did persistence one year, which we hadn't done in like ten years. So we decided to like give Rebellion a little bit of a of a break. A breather. Yeah, and then, but that that turned into like two years, you know. Yeah. But I can imagine for yourself because you're the main guy that organizes it yeah. as well. When you put it on, it's a lot of, it's quite hectic. So having a year is. off maybe is like yeah yeah okay, yeah. It was, I can, it, yeah, yeah. Let me step away for a bit. It yeah. was it was a little bit of a relief in that regard. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Something like this must take like months and months and months to oh, yeah. like get oh, together, yeah. man. Yeah. It should a lot of work. You know, and to be honest with you, one thing that one mistake that I that I've made on this one that I'm not going to make moving forward is just announcing it early on. You know, yeah, we, yeah, we learned yeah. a little bit from that on this one just because now everything, every festival, every tour, anything, everything out there is being announced like a year in advance. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, that's like the thing yeah, now, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
So that's one mistake I'm not going to make. So there's going to be another rebellion, and it's 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 happening at the same time of year. I'm announcing it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number nine. It's happening. I can't tell you all the bands yet. Yeah, yeah. But same time of year, same time period. There we go. Is there, um, uh, we spoke about this before when we was having a conversation. Is there a place you'd like to take Rebellion where you haven't taken it before? Like London, for instance? Yes, yes. Or would you... I, 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 would, I wouldn't mind. You know, the only, the only thing about, you know, London is, as you guys know, is the logistics. You know, yeah. of a tour like this, yeah, getting over there with buses and expenses and all that, and that's really, that's really the one thing that I think sometimes people shy away from going going to London with tours like this. Yeah, I get that. But it's not an impossibility. It's not an impossibility. You know, if the demand is there, and it, it all depends. I mean, we we do like to switch up the city sometimes. I mean, it more or less has a certain routing. But I've done one in Spain. Yeah, one of the rebellion tours we did was just all Spain and Portugal, like, and that was just so that we can just switch it up on people, you know, and like not make it right. not not make it all about like Germany and like the major markets for for our court. What about further out in Eastern Europe, like Poland, or would you? Yeah, or definitely. That? I think on the next one we're gonna do a date in in Eastern Europe. Yeah, yeah. Be I think yeah. the one I've done with Knuckle Dust, we done was it Prague. Yeah, I was gonna say the Czech yeah. Republic would yeah. be. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think yeah. we did Prague on that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. usually try to throw one Eastern European date in there. It didn't happen yeah. on this one, but I think it'll happen in the. I think it'll happen in the future. No, yeah. That's cool, man. So, Marble, man. Let's talk about Marble, man. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, I've got so many questions I want to ask you about uh, Marble that I know that you've most probably been asked a million times and get bored of answering. No, nah, it's all good. I've got you here, so I have to ask you, man. Like. How did Marble officially start? Because I heard this, I know how you started, but I heard like three different versions of the yeah. same story. Yeah. So if I've got you on the show, then I can hear it from the, <laughs> the horse's mouth. Yeah. 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 How did it start? I mean, it really did. It really started um, with me like tagging along. It's like the known story, like me tagging along with Agnostic Front, which is essentially, obviously, how I got into hardcore into the whole scene and then I became a mascot of sorts for, for AF for a little while I would come up and sing a song blah 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 and that was the inspiration for Madball and um, you know the name itself came from Vinny uh, he nicknamed me Madball um, <laughs> after I don't know one of my many fits of rage on, on an AF tour you know because these guys used to harass the shit out of me <laughs> my brothers a lot of people don't know this my brother Roger I love him but he's a torturer there's, there's people out there that know this many probably don't think of him in that way but yeah he he, he likes to he, he likes to have fun he likes to have fun with people on tour but I've heard some, this from a few people yeah that. some would call to, it some yeah. would call it fun others might say it's I don't know child abuse I don't know <laughs> <laughs> What we would call a wind-up merchant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Ballbuster. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But anyway, it's one of those times where he was just getting me worked up to, to, so that everyone could have a laugh about it or something. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was christened Madball by Vinny. Vinny. And then that furthered the whole kind of like, now I had this nickname, and then it was like my brother was like, hey, maybe, you know, he sings a song with us. We got all these old, hey, we, we have all these old AF songs that we didn't put on United Blood. 
And then that's when it started clicking. They're like, maybe we should have Freddie sing these songs and we'll call it Madball. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. <laughs> I didn't love the nickname or the name for the band. <laughs> but I ran with it because I was like, all right, I'll do it. It sounds fun. Sure, I'll do it. And then, uh, yeah, so I started with those guys from like the age of seven, eight years old, like just doing the little song and on stage and doing that little bit. The stuff on YouTube, like I'm sure you know. Yeah, there's yeah, some. Yeah. yeah, there's some stuff I think you can find, but 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 uh, but the the actual Madball thing didn't really take life until like '88. Uh, was was when we recorded Ball of Destruction. Ball of Destruction, yeah. And then '89 was when it dropped. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. And that was just three. Yeah. There was just three songs, wasn't it? Was it? No, there was a bunch on there, but oh, yeah, so but, it's, but it was so fast. They're so fast. Yeah. Oh, right, it's like really? all those old style songs. So yeah, it's like yeah, boom, yeah. boom, boom. So it's like it's a very short uh, little seven inch there. But uh, yeah, it was basically just old AF songs, man. No, no really original songs at that point. It was just something that was an idea that came about that Roger had, and um, but. Uh, was, was, sorry, it, go on, go on. No, no, I was going to say, but uh, when he threw the idea around to people at In Effect, which was the label that AF was on at the time, oh, I, they loved it. Shit. So oh, that also God. gave it legs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Howie Abrams, who's a dear friend of mine, who's a guy that signed Madball twice, um, he, was in, he was at In Effect at the time. And uh, my brother proposed this idea to him, and he loved it. So then that was like, okay, let's go do it then, you know, because my brother was like, hey, I'm thinking about having my little brother sing on these old AF songs, calling it Madball and the whole concept. And how he was like, I dig that. That, sound, that sounds different, you know, like a little 12-year-old kid or whatever singing on a record. Sick, man. So how we gave it, get, get, like co-signed it, and yeah. basically we went into Don Fury's and just like banged it out. And, and in effect dropped it. You know, and then that was, and then later on, many years later, Howie Abrams was at Roadrunner Records, and uh, he signed us again. He signed me again in '94, but this was now the Madball that people kind of know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, you know, because it was poor destruction, then it was dropping many suckers. Dropping many yeah. suckers in '92. Yeah. yeah. Just the Madball thing. When they have toy called Madball, I swear there was yes. a toy. Yes. Yeah. And that yes. was in the pool, wasn't it? Yes. And I gotta say. I'm pretty sure that Vinny hijacked it from that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, he was like watching TV in his house or something, and uh, that commercial was coming on a lot around that time. I remember it, yeah. Yeah, Mad Balls, Mad Balls. <laughs> and that's actually how he would started calling me that. He's like, oh, Mad Ball, wow. Mad Ball. Like, he kind of took it from that. Yeah. Um, and that's how I got Mad Ball. You know, he just it applied to the situation, you know, cause here I am, this ball of rage, you know, there's this running, you know, throwing rocks at the van or whatever I was doing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he was doing like the, the commercial, you know, he was imitating the commercial <laughs> <laughs> to me, towards me. And I got Chris and Madball. Yeah. So sorry, Madballs, the brand. Yeah, we did kind of, we did kind of <laughs> unintentionally yeah, yeah, bite you. Bite you, but yeah. but yeah, I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't me. I mean, so let's talk about set it off, man. Because like me, and you are about the same age, I think. But like yeah. you've done, obviously, when I discovered set it off, I was searching for a sound, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I went into Biohazard before you guys. Yeah, 
But when I heard Set It Off, man, that was like, this is what I've been searching for, man. Oh, I'm saying awesome. these guys, innit? It changed your life, man. Cheers, fellas. Yeah, I, I, I Set It Off was like, to me, well, you know, Dropping Many Suckers. I got to give a little credit to Dropping Many Suckers because Dropping Many Suckers was something that we decided to do because honestly we didn't know what Madball was going to go it was going to be like this long term thing you know when we did that first 7 inch it was for fun and then the topic came up somehow again because once again I was going on the road with AF and kind of like but I was older at this point so we decided to do Dropping Many Suckers because we had already had we had already established Madball in the first thing so we just kept it going and then Matt Henderson came into the mix and that was I think the very beginning of us kind of having our own sound obviously because we had our own songs and then, and then fast forward to 93 getting Hoya in the mix because I had to give credit to Hoya here because we're talking about we're getting into the subject of set it off um, that kind of furthered uh, us having our own identity, and and so the 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 coming together of you know Matt Henderson and you know at the time Will and everybody you know those guys were in AF and AF was pretty much going to be done at that point, so they all started coming over to do Madball, but um, that was around the time of dropping many suckers, um, but um, yeah. Us bringing Hoy into the mix and having Matt already there, he had already started writing stuff. That the the combination of those two characters and then me doing whatever it is I was trying to do at the time uh, is how you got um, set it off, and it helped us really. It, it helped us have an identity. Oh yeah, really. Real, that, that, I think you know it's hard to say, and the reason I went back to drop many suckers is because I don't want to discredit that one either, because we did start to form an identity there. It was all yeah. obviously way different than Ball of Destruction, but set it off. I have to give the full credit yeah, to like creating, establishing Madball. You, you know, know what else about set it off that I always thought um, made it stand out at that time was how well produced it was. Yeah, I mean the the quality of the the recording is fucking excellent, man. And like for the time, yeah, I, mean, I yeah, would say yeah, 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 yeah. But going back to dropping many suckers, it wasn't until I discovered set it off that I went back. Yeah, and check yeah. that out, and I loved that just as much. But like set it off was obviously the one that yeah. opened up the door for people like me to. Yeah, no, it, and it and and it makes sense because it really was the first album that we put on. You know, we we got signed to Roadrunner, and so we put it out, and it was actually the first release that actually got out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it had, and it was. I mean, Roadrunner was, excuse me, not a major label, but uh, a very very strong independent label, mm. and yeah, very oh, yeah. had a heavy presence, especially in Europe. Oh yeah, definitely, man. And so. It it, it it makes sense that that would be the album that would kind of introduce people to us because it's definitely the one that 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 got out the most, you know. Oh, at that, by that point, you know. I mean, just uh, uh, with Hoya because he likes to. He, he's, he's reminded me a few times that he wrote the, the "Sell It Off." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's right. <laughs> <like, laughs> yeah. Because I wrote "Sell It Off," but, but um, 
How, he was in was demise finishing there. How did you and Hoyer yeah, get together? That, you friends? That's man? a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. We were we were friends before. Um, yeah, he got in the band. Um, not crazy long before that, but we had already been friends. We had already been hanging out. You know, we had mutual friends, and then we were friends. We were boys, and and uh, yeah, demise was more or less breaking up. Okay, and that yeah. was the band he was in. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because at one time Madball and Demise played shows together, and he wasn't in Madball. If you can uh, picture that, that's kind of weird. That's kind of so, mad. I couldn't yeah, believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Demise and Madball played together, and like uh, maybe like Marauder and like with Minus singing, and like yeah. all these weird, you know, all these uh, groups of bands. We all played together at one point with AF. I think did a few run of shows, and uh, yeah, Roger was playing bass with Madball at the time. Yeah. Because Rogers, the, the, you know, the the original bass player from Madball, that was kind of the idea. I know, I never, yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't picture him I in that. I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. even imagine it. He man. did it on Dropping Many Suckers yeah. as well. He's the one that played bass on that. Holy so, so, did Vinny play guitar with Madball as well? Or? No, just no. bass. Yeah, yeah, just bass. No. Uh, and, and Vinny? Vinny played guitar. Oh, Vinny, yeah. Vinny, oh, oh, Vinny, yeah. Vinny played yeah. guitar for sure, yeah. Vinny played on Ball yeah. of Destruction yeah. and Dropping Many Suckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time I saw you guys live, Vinny was on guitar. Yeah, yeah. In like 90. Five. Yeah, I mean that was the lineup. It was Will Shepler, my homie Will, um, uh, Vinny, Roger, and yeah. then later on Matt. That's just a kid. yeah. That's, that's yeah. It was AF. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. was basically using the, you know AF as as my backup band yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they got in. You know, the thing is, they kind of got into that idea because AF wasn't sure if they were going to continue on at one point, so it kind of gave them another outlet as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Hoya, Hoya was my boy, um, and and uh, Demise was finishing, and Roger was kind of his mind was somewhere else outside of music. Like he was going to he was going to go be a Harley mechanic or something or other. He was already starting to veer away from music, if you can believe that, because now mm -hmm. AF's still Crazy. going strong. But back then, they were going to be done. They were like, oh, they we're done with this AF thing. Yeah. It wasn't long after that that they, they came back pretty hard in, like, what was that, yeah. 95, 96? <clears throat> yeah, there was a few they years were like, they were gone. My brother was doing other things, and everybody was doing other things. The guys in the band were playing with Madball, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, it was like 94, 5, 6, 5 or 6. I think you're yeah. right. It was like 95 or 6 yeah, they think, came back, yeah. So yeah, pretty much like they they come off come back off tour with, from Madball and I guess Agnostic Front were like, let's do something again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then Madball guys stayed with me because <laughs> yeah. when they came back, they went with the like uh, older lineup, like some of the original guys like Jimmy Coletti and Rob Kabula and old guys from the eighties. Wow. So it's kind of funny because I just kept all the AF guys. Yeah. And well, Vinny. Went back over there, so but I'm getting, I'm getting a history lesson now. Yeah, man. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's right. crazy. It, man. But but yeah, but back to the Hoya thing. Yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, we need a we're gonna need a bass player, because my brother's on you know onto other things, and uh, yeah, it just kind of made complete sense. Like, I was like Hoya plays bass, you know, and I, I think Matt and I were having the conversation somewhere, and we were like, yeah, he, and and we both agreed like. He he would he would work well because we were already friends. Yeah, yeah. And like everyone, like you know, we were all, we all like you know, we all had a good vibe together. So we were like, yeah, let's what, let's, let's. What did he bring to the table? Like, did he bring something musically different that you weren't doing before? Yeah, because he said he was he was the one that kind of introduced the groove. Or I would say, say he brought a lot to the table actually. Yeah. Um, 
not to not not to toot his horn too much. He get we don't want to <laughs> boost his ego too much here. I've but he him, did. I've seen him doing a lot of tooting anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love you, yeah. 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 He 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 brought a lot to the table. Yeah, he brought like his own little his own vibe to it. Um, I mean, just like listen to the difference between like I guess dropping many suckers and set it off because he had nothing to do with dropping many suckers. Yeah. Um, and then if you listen to set it off, he 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 was, he was uh, very involved in that. And yeah, I mean, he brought a lot of groove. A lot of groove and just that Hoya flavor, yeah, you know. Right, and then right. that combination with what Matt was doing, um, you know, throw in you know f ideas that I would have or whatever, you know. And then that's really that's how the Madball sound was created. You, you can definitely can't say the Madball sound, the true identity of Madball now that as as people know it, it, it Hoya's. Uh, DNA is is very much a part of that. Because yeah, even like yeah, in, yeah. in dropping many suckers, like going back to where you can hear the, obviously the agnostic front, early New York hardcore sort of punk sort of vibe because yeah. the recording is very yeah. gritty as well. Yeah. So yeah. obviously once set it up comes and you hear the opening bass lines and shit, and you're like, oh shit, this is definitely like a different thing. It's the same thing, but it's different. Yeah, it's like. different. And like yeah. some of the yeah. songs are the same, but the the bounce is yeah. there on set it off, man. There's a yeah. there's like a a groove or a bounce yeah. to it. That just gets you like, mm, we, like that one. Yeah, you know what I mean, we started it in dropping many suckers. That was yeah. a lot of Roger and Matt, by the way. Dropping many suckers. My brother and Matt wrote that yeah, uh, mu musically guitar, and 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 lyrically. Because by that point, I still didn't really know how to write lyrics. You know, I went through my brother's lyrics and maybe changed a couple of things here and there. Okay. But I, 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 I didn't have it down. I didn't have that concept down yet. So we can acquit it a lot. Of, of the lyrics and set it off from your no from your that's me that's you, yeah that's me oh, or the song set it off is hoya oh, okay hoya wrote the lyrics to the song set it off oh wow man um yeah it, it's 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 he, he actually i think he had been sitting on that song for a while because that was like one song where he came with like lyrics and everything yeah you know yeah, and that's yeah, never yeah. that's not and that's hard to do sometimes that's not always the case you know like sometimes people will have like a part yeah, yeah. Which a lot of times is how Madball works. It's like he would have this big chunk, this big, you know, important riff, but it wouldn't be an entire song. Yeah, and then yeah, we yeah. build it into a song. Yeah, you know, yeah, Matt yeah. will bring another element into it. And then, or maybe I'll throw an idea out there and like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But with Set It Off, man, he, he had a lot of it already in the bag. And then he even had the ly lyric ideas for it. So he had... It makes me feel like he, he that was one he was yeah, like kind of yeah. holding on to for for a bit. And um But yeah, man, what he brought to the table was just that uh, that extra groove and just he's got a certain writing style, you know, and it and it oh, became yeah. uh, and it became part of Madball style. But he also he'll also tell you he learned a lot from Matt. Oh yeah, yeah. And was, you know, like that. And same here. I learned a lot from those guys about writing myself, you know. I mean Madball's like a good recipe, isn't it? You just throw it all in a pot. And yeah, you get this fucking amazing meal, man. Seasoned. We tried. Yeah. Everyone but us. Straight from the heart of London. Going back to Roadrunner. Right. So, you, I think Roadrunner at the time that you was on it was they had so many amazing bands, man. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who they have? They had um, Sepultura was on it at the time. Yeah. Machine Head. Was it Life of Agony? Life of Agony. Yeah, Biohazard. Yeah, Biohazard, Sepultura, Machine Head, yeah. Oh, shit. They had 
they had type of negative type of negative yeah fear factory yeah, it was a good time to get to get down with that label. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. What I wanted to ask you is, at that, when you signed to Roadrunner, like I don't know if you was aware of this in the UK, you was getting a lot of press, man. You was in all the major magazines, um, not like big double page spread like some of these other mainstream bands, but like you was getting a fair amount of coverage. You was on MTV. Um, what was that like for you when that all started happening? Was you like, oh shit? It's a trip, man, because when we started to do Madball, um, the scene in New York was suffering pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, and I got to remind people of that sometimes because, you know, they think that because Madball comes from the AF lineage, um, that we were, we inherited, like, a bunch of success or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like, well, first of all, we're talking about hardcore, first of all. And secondly, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not for real. Uh, uh, secondly... Um, yes, being attached to AF or being like AF's, you know, side project at one point or like, you know, being Roger's brother, whatever, all those things definitely help initially for people to go, oh, I'll check it out. Yeah. But that's only on the initial, you know, then people have to like it for themselves. Oh, yeah. 100%, yeah, it's still be, you know? still be good. And yeah. AF may play to a sold out uh, CBGBs or even wherever. But when we started, we couldn't get, you know, 50 people. You know what I'm saying? So it, it just shows you that we didn't inherit all this success. Nah, like, yeah, it yeah. was like we kind of had to go out there and, like, earn it. Like, you might get some people that will come by default. Yeah. Yeah, let me check this out because it has so-and-so-and-so from AF and it's got to be interesting because it's so-and-so's brother. Yeah, you're going to have those that percentage of people always. Um, I don't want to completely, you know not be you know I'm, I'm very thankful for you know af helping create this but um i also want to give people accurate perspective oh, because yeah. it's not always it was not always like oh hey you know here i go i'm gonna play to 500 people all of a sudden instantly <laughs> no the scene in new york was on a down and uh yeah i mean for everybody you know and i and at that time i think sick of it all was like you know, they still remain as one of the biggest hardcore bands, period. But, I mean, I don't even know if they were even playing New York. Like, I feel like they were off trying to just establish themselves everywhere else. What do you think happened to New York, just quickly? What was it? I don't know, man. To be quite honest, it's like, it was like in a really good place in the 80s at one point, And then there were some issues with CBGBs, and they started doing less shows. None at some point. But then in the 90s, they started doing them again. Um... But I think it was just going through a transitional period, man. Yeah. Like, older cats were just maybe done with it, I guess. Some. Not all of them. Obviously, s some stuck around. But, um, yeah, it was in a transitional period. But the early 90s was not a an amazing, amazing uh, place. Uh, ama amazing time for, for New York hardcore. In New York. In New York, yeah. yeah it really wasn't. And, and, and by the mid-90s, it started to gain, you know, get back up there yeah you know we put out a record and then there was other you know bands coming up that started putting out records uh uh crown of thorns and like uh vod and like all these you know all these uh bands started springing up and everybody sort of had their own little flavor mm. and i think it just it got it people started getting interested again yeah. and then new people started getting 
into the scene. You know, a younger generation came in and we were part of that. We were heading that generation because we were we were teenagers at the time. So, yeah, it was like almost like the second coming of, of New York hardcore, the, the, the mid 90s, you know? Yeah, yeah. I loved about that period is that there was a new, definitely a new sound. There was a 90s sound. But all the bands had their own distinct flavor at that time. Absolutely. Like, all of the bands that when I think back, I just like you don't just think of even like Doggy Dog or someone. Yeah, you don't yeah, think yeah. like Doggy Dog and Life of Agony sound like the same thing, but they still they were just in that same bracket. Yeah, yeah. But completely different and it was like great a, a discovery period. I feel like yeah, like they were just trying to people were like wanting coming from the hardcore world, but also kind of trying to do something different or like in their own way but it was still all somehow related yeah we were trying to do something different yeah than af or whoever because we wanted to stand apart from them but at the same time we had that thing where we wanted to keep some of that traditional stuff and that's why you get the madball sound as well because it's sometimes it's fast crazy old school style yeah mixed with whatever this new thing that we were trying to do that we didn't know we were doing at the time you know we were just like that's so it's just got to be different it's got to be organic but it's got to be yeah different you know we're not going to mimic af there's only one af yeah. you know what i mean like but anyway to your point about about the success about all the hype that was kind of crazy for us uh like coming over to europe early on and seeing all that attention yeah. was mind-blowing because we weren't playing uh big up halls in new york you know what i mean yeah, we were yeah, doing yeah. at best it'd be like you know wetlands coney island when those started and those are great 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 places you know but it's like what 500 you know 600 you know like whatever yeah yeah whatever it fit at the time which is great but yeah i mean we were coming from this other world like we weren't in magazines and not back home really i mean yeah, maybe yeah. a couple of fanzines yeah. but then coming over here and getting all this press and actually doing press like you know uh interviews all day long it was like whoa all right people care about what we're doing out here this is cool yeah. and uh that's uh, yeah, nice you know it's nice that you can uh you don't picture hardcore ever going beyond a certain thing so it's nice to know that it's reaching beyond what you expected yeah that is you know yeah you know? Um, do you remember the first year when you came to Europe in terms of like touring and before you toured had you been here previously like with AF or any other bands with Madball was the first time I ever came to Europe and I'll tell you it was 1993 and it was Madball opening up for Agnostic Front and that was pre-Hoya yeah wow. yeah in Europe where but not in London yeah. not in England though. not in England no oh, okay. uh, I don't believe we went to England until like 95 4 or 5 something like that I don't know I, I can't even I, honestly I can't even remember I think what, about 95 I, th I think it was 95 yeah. yeah so around that time you're, you're, you're probably you're probably right because I think we met uh, we played London before we ended up playing Dynamo, which is the biggest show we ever played I've in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that. that and I think online. that was our first time in London. I think I could be wrong though. Hoya might even remember better. I think one of my friends went to see you play before I got to see. You. I think you might have did the Marquee. No, Maybe. yeah, I was at your first ever show, and it was yeah. at the Marquee, Marquee in London. Yeah. yeah, and that was about. Was that what MOD? MOD? Yeah, it may have been. Something did like did that. you not headline your first ever time in London? I'm confused about it because I know there was a time when we played with MOD. I feel like. 
and then there was another t- there was like two two shows early on that I have in my memory but yeah I don't know I don't know which one was the first one but I can tell you for sure we were there in 95 yeah. because I'm wearing a business shirt yeah 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 on Dynamo Festival yeah yeah because we had linked up with the business and uh, we might had we maybe had met prior to that but it was a new friendship yeah you yeah, know? yeah. And, and, and but they had a lot of respect for like for what you were for, doing. Yeah, for what we were doing. And, like, it was cool. Like, they came out and showed their respect. And we knew the business because Oi was a, 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 a big thing in New York uh, in the hardcore scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, there wasn't even an Oi scene, per se, <coughs> uh, even though they're probably, they're, they they're be, they're ended up become you know, eventually an Oi scene got carved out. But before there was an Oi scene, uh, people just, uh, hardcore kids just liked Oi. Yeah, just like yeah, some yeah. hardcore kids like punk or some like metal, you know. But the common denominator was hardcore. But uh, anyway, I'm going. I'm going to different places oh, here. But it, but <laughs> but um, '93, we definitely didn't go to England, and that was mostly like Germany and like Italy, like mainland Europe, and that was my training grounds, man. That was like uh, opening up for AF every night, and. Uh, it was like AF's farewell tour, kind of in a way, because okay. they didn't tour again for a while. And uh, but our first, and uh, we had dropping many suckers had just come out, so we had like a bunch of those pressed up. And uh, yeah, it was no Hoya. Roger was playing bass. <laughs> it, it was crazy when we just did the old songs and drop many suckers. All we had was drop many suckers. Is so we had nothing. Is this on YouTube? It was about Twenty-two minutes set. That's it. That's it. <laughs> is there any clips of this on YouTube? One? Yes. Oh, I'm gonna have to find that because yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah I would love to see that, man. Someone sent me one. I want to say like somewhere in Italy, maybe or something, of that of that tour. It's fu- it's funny, man. I would come out with this real thick flannel. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and, and I would eventually it would come off, you know. Uh, but uh, I was like, "What was I thinking, man?" Like, you look back on these, like, I'm coming out with all this like winter clothes on, like to, to play to like a in a sweaty sweat box of a club, you know, like and uh, heavy shoes and like all. You know, we just didn't know. We just didn't know. I, I think more, more of that is like obviously you guys come from New York and obviously. You've, from other places yeah. in the US, but when you come from New York, a city which is gritty and it's cold and shit, yeah, yeah. so you got that vibe and you're coming over and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking here. And yeah, yeah. Get in the you're like, oh shit, it's pretty fucking hot in this place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got like one of these on, like one of these caps on, and like yeah. a heavy, thick, uh, insulated flannel, and I'm like, it's like crazy hot in here. Like, what am I thinking? But you know, eventually I'd be shirtless anyway, so whatever. Uh, I could do that back then. I was a skinny little, wiry little, you know. I had abs. I had abs <laughs> back then. <laughs> Without even trying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was it was it was a fun it was a fun trip, man. It was it was an experience, man. We the bus was not like this one we're on. I can imagine. We, we yeah, were on yeah, a yeah, bus yeah. from the '60s. Um, that they. Yeah, it was a bus, which was kind of like the idea was cool. Like the concept was cool because we had never been on a bus. No one, not even AF. And but it was a nightmare of a bus. It was from the '60s, and it was just like it was a mess, man. We Holy had to shit. push started a couple times. Oh, like, you know. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a mess. That's not the old knuckle dust fan, man. Yeah, we had a van that used to break down. <laughs> yeah, and we had to push start it everywhere. Yeah, just, imagine you know. a bus like a big old like 
vintage bust and you're like push starting <laughs> it after the show is kind of a yeah that's dope man <laughs> but uh yeah you mentioned it let's talk about it like so dynamo that's most probably one of the most iconic that particular festival is one of the most iconic festivals in europe would you say yeah, yeah. No, I was um it's ninety five, I was like sorry to show my age here, fellas, but I was like ten years old, so I, mean, I, like, I remember that shit. Fuck you. <laughs> so but I mean I've, I've seen the um, the footage and shit and like damn like yeah, to the, be younger that time to be there that would, would have been pretty cool. But yeah, sorry about Yeah, no, nah, you had what bands on it? You had uh, obviously Mad Ball, Biohazard, Biohazard, Machine Head, uh Love the maybe. Yeah, a lot of Roadrunner bands yeah, on yeah. there. Uh it was like the Roadrunner Festival actually. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's why we got on it, actually, to be honest with you, because I don't think they were like, you know, we weren't going to be drawing anyone or anything. That that wasn't the draw. Uh, it was just, I think that that helped us majorly. Yeah, I think no the doubt. fact that we were in company, in the company of those bands, and those yeah, bands yeah. were popping at the time. You know, Biohazard was they were huge, huge yeah. and even, you know, even... Uh, um, Fear Factory was doing well, yeah. like all that kind of like crossover kind of stuff, you know. And even though Biohazard kind of could be lumped in with hardcore as well, you know, because they come from that world, but they kind of were just like their own thing. Yeah, 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 yeah they yeah, were. Yeah, that was on the yeah. crossover. They kind of had, yeah, yeah they, they definitely had that thrashy yeah, that, sort of stuff, especially at the start. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they kind of just had their own thing from the jump, you know. And and and, but they were always attached to hardcore somehow because that's like the world that they come from or whatever. But um, and I mean, we used to go to their shows early on because they would be like, "Hey, come to our shows," you know. Using the Biohazard video, yeah, I did, but I, they would invite us to all yeah. their videos, and we'd go to their shows, and their shows were fun. Yeah, I mean, their shows were f great shows, man. Like like Biohazard shows in the city or whatever, Jersey, wherever we went, fun, fun shows, man. Crazy hard dancing, crazy packed stage dive and it was just it was a hardcore show yeah 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 but but these guys were doing something a little different you know? yeah, yeah 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 um and uh yeah no so 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 yeah i think being in the company of all those big bands but yeah um, or bands that were like rising yeah at the time uh, i think that helped us a lot because I mean, we didn't, they didn't. I think the organizers were like, "Madball, what the?" <laughs> and I mean, even if you watch us play that day, it's like, "What these guys are?" Fun. Well, this, this is what I night. <laughs> this is what I wanted to talk about. I'm not sure if you're aware, but that's a lot of people watch that live performance of Madball on YouTube a lot. That's one of the most famous things to like performances to watch on Madball. Not because it, I think it was just raw. Do you know <sighs> what I mean? Yeah. And Hoyer's taught me through it that whole. Building up to well, doing I the fell concert, off the stage, and yeah. I curse at the guy, and I, can we get your I call the guy out? <laughs> can you meet me the... outside? Where we are outside, moron? <laughs> <laughs> can, can you run us through the story? I mean, you, you can I think be... I even said that to myself right when I said it. I said I am outside. I said that was a fucking one of the most idiotic things I've ever said. Uh, yeah, it was raw. It was raw, and we had pretty much everything stacked against us. I was literally in my bunk sick as a dog yeah. biggest show of my life and i'm sick because we had just played god knows you know somewhere in london a small club sweaty you know we've been just only playing smoky sweaty clubs and so and back then man we would get sick all the time thankfully nowadays i, I rarely get sick but you know we were just like not taking care of ourselves probably properly and germs and this and that we would always be coming down with colds and, and the smoke and all these places so we i was sick 
And I actually got woken up and I was like, hey, you're going to play soon. So you might want to get up and start getting yourself together. And I didn't go and sneak. I didn't go and see this, the, the amount of people. So, But I knew we were playing a festival, which maybe one of the first festivals we ever played. You know, we had only been used to playing club shows. Um, so I start to get myself together. Um, and then I go out there and take a glimpse. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and it was early, so I didn't expect people to be there. I'm thinking, okay, it's a festival. Was it going to be like... If we're lucky, a thousand people. You know, like, I don't know. You know, if we're lucky, by the time we go on, it's the daytime, like, early in the day. I'm like, we're not going to... It's, it's going to be big by the end of the night, but it... And you, it was people as far as you can see when we went on in the day. So these people were there early, man. They were, like, amped I mean, people to see. 120,000, it ended up being... Insane, man. Yeah. Jesus it Christ ended up being 120,000. Yeah, wow. that was like the count that... That, that, that was their biggest year ever. And they never had a year that big ever again. They had big years, but never... It was never that big. Yeah, I went in a Wikipedia... I went in a Wikipedia to see the Dynamo thing. And I think that particular year you played was the biggest year with the biggest ever. bands. And when you go down, they missed some years... There's obviously a lot more scale down and shit, yeah. and then obviously it's stopped. I think it doesn't even happen anymore now, does it, Dynamo? No, no, yeah, I think it's done. I think it's been done, but uh, yeah, just that sea of people was wild, man. How did you like, Was you scared? Like, I was like, yeah, I was like intimidated, <laughs> you know? I was like, we're not used to doing festivals. We're a club band, you know? And uh, I feel like shit, you know, not to throw an excuse in the mix because I know it's like ah, excuses, excuses. Now I was like, but, but it just it just happened to be what was going on at the time. I really legitimately felt like shit, and uh, and I was like, damn, couldn't I be feeling better now? <laughs> you know, on yeah, this yeah, on this yeah. day. And then, uh, but then I sort of forgot about all that, and I just was like, oh man, we got to play this. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, we're actually gonna play to people, not only but many many thousands. And yeah, we were we were ill prepared, man. Like my Hoya's mic, our mic core, our our guitar cables didn't reach all the way to the mic. <laughs> oh fuck you, know, man. That's how big the stage wow. was. Um, yeah, I mean, in how many ways can I tell you, man? We just didn't know what we were walking into, man. <laughs> it was just like, you know, just take a, a hardcore band that's in the beginning because still we're we're still early on in 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 madball you know it's like we're still learning the ropes even yeah. at the club even at the club level you know we're still figuring things out as we go and now throw us into this mix crazy these other bands were all like you know pros man they had like techs yeah, and all yeah, these yeah. things like yeah, oh, they're, yeah, they're yeah. all they're all like metal kind of dudes you know even biohazard those guys like they have like a metal background you know so they're all like very professional and they kind of were, you know, ready for that, yeah, you know, yeah. and like throw us in there. It was like, woof, it was rough. It was rough for us, man. Like, we, you know, we just got tangled up and mics didn't, uh, the cables didn't reach. And we just had to like, I fell off the stage immediately because yeah, I, I wanted it. to reach the people. Yeah, you literally felt, was it quite <laughs> a high off. stage? Oh, very high. <laughs> taller than this bus. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't hurt yourself? You always... There was hay. Oh. They put a, big mountain of hay that's quite smart yeah it is smart yeah and I, and I think it was also for like you know it was for the people coming over the barricade so like they would fall on that you know um but I fell on the hay <laughs> 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 like very early on like 
first song maybe i don't know i just i was like i'm just gonna go out there and just project myself out there and i literally yeah. just like fell off the stage and uh man we got through the set man we got through it I but but it, 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 it was a rough one man it was a rough one everything from the sound to the it was rough man it was rough, it was you, rough. when's the last time you watched it back do you watch it back regularly or you can't watch it <sighs> it's hard to watch <laughs> yeah. uh I'll, I'll if it's on somewhere you know like I'll, every now and again if it's gets put in front of me yeah i'll rewatch some things yeah, but it was yeah. it's a hard one to watch oh, i love that set man i thought it was awesome man but i will say it put us on the map with a lot of people new people yeah definitely outside of like just that hardcore community i remember seeing i think ono cromag was in the background yeah i know cromag was there rooting us on and yeah. rest in peace um and like a bunch of german guys that were on the road with us old school berlin crew you know uh our boy nikki the knife from back home yes i was yeah i was just i was just uh yeah figuring it out man figuring it out <laughs> it was it was a fun it was fun though now in hindsight it's like obviously i'm i'm grateful that, that we got the opportunity to play a festival that big and it's such a historic festival you know yeah and, yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. and we were we happened we just we just got lucky that we were on that day have you ever played any other festival that's hit anywhere near them numbers i don't think no that, i don't think it'd be allowed now would it yeah, 100,000 people i don't think and we've played some big ones you know and after that we got more festivals which i think it was the fact that we were on dynamo i think contributed to that yeah, yeah. it helped us get like other festivals that started to come up man, yeah. which is cool yeah. because that was uh, you know uh, a part of our success i guess you would call it yeah. you know by hardcore standards or whatever you know and and like the longevity aspect that all that stuff helps yeah you yeah, know it it's continues to help today you know i also just say as well um it wasn't marble but there's that clip of bobby biohazard doing that forward roll when Machine oh, yeah. Head covered fucking um, hard times by yeah. fucking Chrome, man. Yeah. That shit is fucking hard, man. The way he just does it, like, just... Yeah, all those guys, they wanted to definitely be attached to hardcore, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. definitely didn't want, you know, they were, they were doing other things, but they always wanted to have that attachment, which is cool. You know, they, play, yeah, they yeah. paid a lot of respects. They paid a lot of respects to hardcore. Everyone but us. Straight from the heart of London. I'm going to switch it up, man. Um... Last year, I got to what to go to the premiere of uh, Godfather to Hardcore, man. Yeah, and I met up with Ian because obviously I knew him from Buffer Blood. Right, right. And like he was talking, taking telling us about how you know how the whole thing came about, man. Yeah. And when I watched it, man, it was fucking, it was amazing because it was different from how I thought it was gonna be. It was very personal, and there was a lot of things in it. I didn't know about your brother with his, uh, you know, heart and yeah. that. Yeah, man. Like, how was that like for you watching it? Yeah, it, 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 you know, you get emotional a little bit. I'll be honest. Uh, when I first saw it, um, because I didn't even know, like, I, I was in it, you know, and, and and I knew they were, I knew Ian was going to ask me a few questions to be in it. Um, I just, you know, I just chatted with him, but you don't think about, you don't, you know, you forget about it, and then you don't know what what the what the end product is going to be. Yeah, you know, and then, yeah, I was taken aback by it when I saw it. You know, I got to see it prior to everyone else because I got a little sneak peek or whatever. My brother sent it to me, but um, 
Yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was like uh, yeah, it was it was well done, man. He All did right, a, he did it he did a good job. Uh, yeah, it was it was well it was well put together, and I mean it, it, it's honest. It's it's what it is. You know, you can't. Sometimes it's just you can't really script that like no nah, man life experience and honesty and like things that, you know, that you can't you can't write that in the script it's just yeah. what it is you know and uh they did a good job of like bringing out uh you know all the i guess you could say human elements of, of, of yeah everyone yeah that's why outside of just hey so-and-so from whatever band you know <laughs> yeah 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 well one thing that was in it blew, that blew my mind was vinnie stigma being in the same apartment from when still he there I, I has imagine you it's like let me remember that let me thing in the beginning of the oh, tour we were watching, watching let me talk and you're like what but yeah yeah but yeah Lemmy, you really asked why he's still there because he had the money <laughs> Vinny, yeah, yeah, Vinny's, yeah. Vinny partly is to do because of monetary yeah reasons, yeah yeah you know let me just i guess liked his little apartment yeah yeah but i guess it's a comfort thing man you know Vinny grew up in that building yeah he I, was I, born I, in that, you know I mean, for me, it was more the fact that he was there when he was a baby. Yes. To, like, I don't think there's anyone I could even know that's been in the same building since I was a kid. To the changes you must have seen in like. Oh my god! Yeah, oh my god! Yeah. Well, it's a bit like black and yeah. white, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, he's he's yeah. He'll tell you. Sit, have him on a podcast one day, man. He'll. Oh, I'd love to. Man. And, and and talk about that because he'll 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 give you a better perspective on all the changing i mean you know obviously he's got he's got years on us yeah um but yeah man, imagine being in, in little italy uh on mott street from like the 50s to now yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy yeah that's fuck, crazy, man. Man. And every, every sort of like everything culture countercultures and stuff yep. and like changes in terms of economics and shit coming through it must be like all, all those man. things man it's 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 it's, it's amazing yeah um but uh, yeah, I think that movie is, is is cool. They capture like his life, yeah, and where he lives and how he lives, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, my yeah. brother's story and like you know just the whole AF thing. And I mean, yeah, they deserve whatever success comes to oh. them from it, you know. And even if they be they they even if they be have if, even if they don't have any more success beyond where they already are, just that story deserves to be out there and told because uh yeah man they've they've done they've done a they've pioneered you know they've paved the way for a lot of people and and and, and uh put a lot of their 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 heart and soul, heart and soul into, yeah, yeah, into, yeah, yeah. into what they do so yeah it's a cool movie man it definitely touched you know it definitely touched me in 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 in, in, in you know just you know makes oh, you think imagine. back and then yeah, yeah. talk about um you know our upbringing and all these things you start to go into any of those directions and you know if it didn't make me feel any type of way or emotional in any way i'd be, be something very wrong yeah you'll be human yeah uh, so at the end of the premiere we were allowed to ask questions yeah and one of the questions asked to ian was when is the mad bull documentary going to be coming out? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> would you consider like doing that same thing if, if he didn't come to you and said i want to do a mad bull one would you do it um well here's the thing the funny thing is there's a little snippet of a documentary that we were already working on years prior to af thing but we never did it it started you know it's like a little snippet maybe i'll show it to you one day oh i'd love to see that uh, it 
it was put together years before AF decided to end up, you know, to do the documentary. And uh, so we were, we were going to do that at one point. And I was with a group of my friends, uh, you know, guys that, guys that are really close to, close to me and also, like, guys that have, like, a business, you know, they're savvy, you know, in what they do, you know. My, 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 my dear friend Paul Conroy, who used to uh, work with uh, Good Fight and the labels that signed us when we came back out, Legacy and those albums. Um, and, like, Vaughn Lewis, who's a... Uh, a manager of bands and like all these guys that are from the scene that are friends but also like you know Tim Bohr my booking agent we all sat and had dinner meetings about this documentary oh wow yeah and it just never came to light and 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 somewhere along the way we all just like started doing our own thing and it just got put on pause yeah yeah so to answer your question Maybe one day we'll revisit that, yeah. you know, um, you know, but I don't want it, you know, I don't want it to be like some bandwagon thing where like now AF did it. So now it's like, oh, we're going to, you know, I'm kind of just yeah, like, yeah, I'll get that. I let it happen the way it happens. I also was, there's also talks of doing something more in the movie realm that I, there were some talks about that with some of those same people that I mentioned, oh, oh, wow. my friends. Which would be would be crazy. I don't know how that would even how we fund that. Like a fictional movie. Yeah, like right. Oh like fuck, a, man! There was talks of done, that. There was talks of that as yeah. well, like both, like a scripted thing and then like a documentary, more like band thing, you know? Yeah. And like the scripted thing, what I guess would be more my perspective, you know, f from like my childhood coming up. That'd be sick, man. Yeah, it was talks yeah. of a lot of there was yeah, a lot yeah. of talks going on about a yeah, lot of yeah. these things, man, and 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 they just never, they've just all been put on pause. So so hey, you know, that, stay tuned, stay tuned into what we're doing. You never know, you man. Never Something know. might pop up. You know. I mean, when you think about it, I feel like Madball's still got a lot of chapters to write. So maybe doing yeah. if you were to do it now, it's like yeah, you'd miss out a lot of what's going to happen yeah. afterwards. You know, I feel that way as well. Yeah. I feel that way, like you know. Is this our farewell? You know, like yeah, yeah, right, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like people ask me about a book as well because not me, my brother's written, oh, yeah. written a book and is 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 it's done great. He's yeah, had a lot of great success. A lot of people yeah, have been yeah. saying the book's amazing. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. I'll be honest. I, I need to read it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's another you know cool cool story and 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 it's done very well. Um, and there's been knocks at my door about that about doing a book but I'm like I don't know I'm, I'm just not right there I'm not there yet I'm not I'm not ready yet I don't know if you're like me like I, I forget so, so much of the things that I've done in the past yeah. do you write down if you was to write a book would you know have you got things written that have happened throughout your time in Mabel or no I would have to go off yeah. memory which sucks because my memory is not the best yeah 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 um you know, but you can always, I guess, pick other people's brains that yeah, were there yeah, yeah. And, 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 and get and get information, you know, out of them. Um, I, I honestly, it would have been great if I would have, like, kept the journal. You know, like, it'd be yeah, great to, like, yeah, keep a yeah, journal yeah. of, like, I, it would have been cool if I was one of those guys, you know, that, yeah. like, kept the journal of my life or whatever, you know, because then, obviously, that would, that would, that would make for... Yeah. An easier job. I fell off the stage into hay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's something you're not going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
That's amazing. Yeah, the the yeah, one day all that stuff will come, I guess, you know, when the time is right and 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 yeah, that that, that that's 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 I mean, I would tell you a lot of people would uh, love to read that or see something like that. Definitely like um but like you said, when it's yeah, when be it curious like, to see how many people you know would, nah, would, think, be, would yeah. be would be interested in that. I mean, you know, I'm sure definitely in 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 in, in the media circles for sure. It's probably something that people would be interested in. I just it'd be it'd be interesting how far it reached, man. You know, and 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 on the topic of that documentary, my brother did. Um, speaking of reach, that played on Showtime in Amer- in America. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm so. And that's yeah, crazy, that's, man. That's amazing. I mean... That's testament to how well done it was, though, as well. Yeah, think, you know. yeah, it's all those things. Yeah, absolutely. It's the story. It's how it was done. It's how it was put together. There's people who ain't even into the hardcore scene or know anything about the thing. They were even yeah, saying, like... You still like, relate. People, you see comments from people who... Like, I tease my eyes watching it as well, because I've, like... Don't know these people. Don't know this music, but it was very touchy for a lot of people watching it and shit. Like so, yeah, definitely it, a big thing. True, true. It's, and 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 it's crazy though. It's like I'm still I'm still baffled by it because you know people. In some people's mind hardcore is bigger than it is, than what it is. I mean, to me, it's still very much an underground style of music. I mean, I want to see it expand and grow and evolve, but like you know, at the right pace, uh, you know. And it has tremendously from like 82 or three, you know, <laughs> whatever till now. But it's still an underground music that a lot of people, uh, an underground culture that a lot of yeah. people don't really know about, like mainstream, the mainstream world doesn't really know about it. And Showtime, I know for people in Europe, it's like, what's that? You know, like, but Showtime and HBO are like these premium channel outlets that are like massive yeah big sports events they make their own movies that are like these are massive this is a massive thing you know and the fact that a hardcore band was shown on showtime is crazy and then the fact that it was my brother and them obviously i feel proud yeah uh but it's just incredible it's incredible that that happened that even happened Right. Yeah, but it's a testament to like yeah like you said yeah like, like the, the, the story and the filming and, and all that yeah yeah i know when i spoke to ian i mean he was saying that also he had to, when he was filming it he was and he was sending out the film to premiere in different countries he was worried about if it was someone was gonna um do a pirate what's the word i'm looking for yeah yeah well, like pirate like yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of things on the line do you know what i mean when right, you right. invest so much into putting that together but it i'm so happy that it's basically the fruits of all the labors here to you know well that's just it yeah. you know it's 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 a it's a it's a mate like i said you know they put a lot of their you know heart and soul into what they do and yeah they deserve that look you know they deserve that that to be on showtime and and and, and i don't know if any other time if that would have ever happened any other time but right now i don't know it's just the way it felt it fell into place i guess but yeah that is massive for hardcore, not just AF, but for hardcore. Yeah, That's a 100%. big look. I mean, it doesn't mean that hardcore is going to become the next big music uh, style or anything. You know, you know, it's not going to be the next yeah, big yeah. thing that you know. It, 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 but it's a good look. You know, it's it's it's, it's, it's respect. You know. Nah, man, that's amazing, man. But Freddie, man, I know your plan seems. So I don't want to hold you up any longer, man. We can't okay. go without talking about for the calls. Your okay. ninth album, man. I, I really enjoyed it. 
It's a fucking dope album. Uh, I was talking about Hoya with this, but I'd like to get your perspective. Yeah. What was it like hooking up with Tim? Like, he kind of told me how you guys got together, but I don't yeah. know if you could explain it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah I mean, Tim, Tim was like, well, we know Tim for a long time. We know him since the 90s. Um, yeah, I met Tim somewhere along in the early 90s, and he, he was always into hardcore, even though he's like a punk guy, and like, obviously... Um, but he 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 was always uh, he always had a great respect for hardcore and for our band especially. I mean, he would come shows in Berkeley Square. You know, we would play uh, in that area, SF or Oakland or whatever, and he'd be pop. He would pop up at the shows like unsolicited. You know, like not no one. You know, he would just be there. You know, and so we have a connection with him that goes far back. And then the way it came about to do the album with him was actually happened in London. Um, I had lunch with my, my, my boy, Big C, Omerta, shout out, um, and a very dear friend of mine who does security for Rancid, and and Tim. And they, we just went to have lunch, you know, like uh, friends, you just having lunch. And Tim mentioned to me that he had uh, access to a studio and that we were always welcome. And at that time, we didn't have a place to record yet. So we thought about it like, man, should we go all the way to the West Coast to record this? Like, is it going to make any sense? You know, like financially, everything, you know, we have to think about these kind of things because, man, hardcore, we're on a budget. Yeah. Yeah. Hardcore Oof. bands are on a budget. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, even more so now. Even map yeah. Even, yeah. More, yeah, even more so now than even the early records, you know, it's crazy. Um, so we pondered it and... But the invitation was there, you know, and and then uh, after a while, I talked with Hoy about it a bit, and then we're like, yeah, we were we already started writing songs, and then we said, I mean, he basically was like, yeah, he took care of us, man. Like the deal was hard to turn down because it was like, just come over, just record, we'll talk about money later, you know, kind of thing. Obviously, we had to pay for our own room and board and flights and all that, but he looked after us, and so then naturally he just sort of came on board as a producer as well because it was like yeah. oh, well, I'm going to be there every day while you're recording it and if there's any way I can contribute or help or even just lend an ear I'm here and we were like yeah absolutely you know this guy's a, a, a musical talent so why wouldn't we have an extra ear in the room to like hey what do you think about this tempo what do you think about that like he didn't you know some people in their minds would think he wrote the songs with us but that's not what happened yeah he didn't write the songs with us like the fog he didn't write that song but people probably think that he did because it sounds more punk that's crazy yeah, man yeah, yeah. cause I honestly thought he had a part he, of that he had nothing to do with the fog yeah. no, I shouldn't say he had nothing to do with the song he sang on it which was great and I love he killed it his verse is great I love his verse um but there's no part of that where he came up with the hook or anything. He came up with his own cadence for his verse and his own lyrics for his verse. But the song, the framework was all there. Oh, I even I, you know, I wrote the hook. Like, it, it, it was it was our song. But he fit. He fit the. He fit. Yeah, he fit yeah, the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, and it was coincidental because we had the fog before we even were gonna record with him. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So, but people's minds, I know the way people's minds work. It's like, oh, 
oh, I see. Oh, they got these punkier songs. They went with Tim. But it wasn't like that. We actually had these songs already in mind to do. No matter where we would have recorded them, they were, they were these songs were going to come out. Yeah. And uh, it just so happened that it was at Tim's place. And it just played out that way. But which is great because... He, you know he he's he's a great guy just to have you know like I said he's a talent he's an old friend he's a great guy to have in a room to bounce ideas off of or just even to listen to it and be like yeah what do you think yeah 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 and he I mean he loved all the stuff that we were that we were bringing and yeah he did contribute to one hook though on the record uh, uh the slow song for you and he uh we had I had like the framework for the verse and all that, but I still couldn't figure out quite exactly what I wanted to do with the hook. And Tim um, uh, grabbed a lyric that I had, went in there, and sang the hook. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, you know, because I got to give credit where it's due, too. You know, I'm like, yeah, we had a lot of stuff written beforehand, a lot of things, but, but uh, that was one moment where we were stuck. Yeah, and that's when like he, he, a guy he, like that comes in handy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was like, "Look, you just playing the back," and then he was like, "Let me try something," and then he's saying, uh, "We must carry on for you." And it was my line, it was my lyric, but he turned he just, it into like a yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, then I then then we just I went off of it in my own way, kind of took that what he did and just kind of did it my own way, and then and then it just like completed the song, but. uh but yeah, no, it was it was it was a great experience, man. His studio is 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 a comfortable, cool place to record, man. Yeah, and uh, it, it was it was it was a great experience. Nah, that's yeah. amazing, man. I mean, being in a band because this is actually a ninth releasing. If that you've had EPs, yeah. Do you? When I heard it, like like I could hear the punk influences. Yeah. And, and you were doing things with your voice, you were using more range of your voice, which I yep. thought was awesome. Is that like, is that something that you, on this album, was like, I've got to try and change it up a bit, or? Yeah, I, I, I just, I mean, I've been kind of trying to go that that way with the last couple, um, like even on Hardcore Live, yeah. with like Doc Martin Stomp. Stomp. You know, like, it's, I've been kind of going that direction. And it's something that we've kind of, always wanted to do in a way I I, love I, it, I've always yeah. wanted to do but I just could never figure out the right way to do it where it wouldn't turn people off you know yeah 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 um, I mean they're hard tunes but they're upbeat tunes at the same time because you can see it with the crowd reaction whether we're here in, in the mainland whether we're here in, in the UK yeah and you see people bounce along and getting along to these particular songs so and plus as Wemma always mentions it's the crossover crowd. You've got the punk kids, you've got the hardcore kids, you've got the yeah. metal kids as well. So definitely is a, a good thing to have that sort of like different range and different styles of music in the tune as well. Like. Yeah, and I'm happy it's translating, you know. It's a, it's a little slower going in in America, but they, they're always behind the, the, the things over there. But but uh, I mean, because America, you got a lot of purists yeah. who yeah, just want to hear set yeah. it off over and over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. And I'm like, I hate that record, man. I'm done with that record. That's only I don't hate it, forward, but you know what I'm saying. It's like forward, yeah. you, uh, you yeah. can't stay in the same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we are in the same lane, but you gotta like. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta diversify a little bit, man. Yeah. You know, because it's like, if we would have done, you know, we're always in that position where it's like we do a record and it's like, oh, if you like Madball, you'll like this record. It sounds like Madball. 
And then it's like, so if you don't change something, you get sort of a backhanded compliment about staying the course. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. then when you change something, they go, hey, why'd you change it? Yeah, it's yeah, a funny, yeah. weird. Oh, it's no, a funny, yeah, weird yeah. little balancing, little, 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 uh, uh, a slippery slope, as they say. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With, with, with that, but we're getting to the point where we're like starting to be like, I don't give a shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we've yeah. been in this game like twenty something years, you know. Like yeah. ball destruction literally came out thirty years ago this year. So oh, and, it, and it's like at some point That's you insane, gotta say, man. I don't give a shit. I mean, you, you, we're not going to turn Madball into a country western band. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll, do, we'll go do a country western band if that's what we want to do. You know, just like I've done hip-hop projects. I don't call it Madball. It's, it's, you know, I mean, I've used my name, Freddie Madball, but you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm not going to turn ever turn this band into like a completely different genre. You know, I'm not going to go to a completely different genre, but you do have to try and mix it up a little bit yeah. man you gotta try even musically f lyrically and yeah so yeah to answer your question we we approached it across the board like that like hoya was writing different stuff and, and 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 even stuff he wasn't sure that we should use for for the record yeah yeah i encouraged him like yeah yeah, yeah. no let's do it because if we don't do it now when are we gonna do yeah, it yeah i mean we you know and we gotta try a part of that is actually you get you're getting better as a musician like i would hope so yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. We're finally, took it's taking long. No, I mean, no, yeah. no, 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 no. But I know you know what I'm saying. But when we first started, we you knew three chords, yeah. and then you start to learn four or five chords, and then yeah. oh, I can do this transition. And with your voice, yeah. you start to learn to do, oh, I can do this. With my voice, exactly. And then you want to put that in a song, so yeah. And yeah. I didn't have confidence to be honest with you. I didn't always have the confidence to try certain things. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I wish I had earlier on, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, because. You know, I like doing these kind of things with Madball, you know, taking these kind of chances, you know, and even if we failed at it, I'm happy to do I'm happy that we did it because this was our state of mind when we did the record. You know what I mean? Like for the cause is what we were. That's where our heads were. And that's the kind of music we were writing. And that's, you know, the lyrics that I wanted to put out there and. It's what it is, you know, reflects yeah. where we are. You know, I don't know what the next record will sound like. You know, we'll see where we're at at that point. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, I, I'm very, very happy. Uh, it's one of my proud. It's one of my proudest yeah. records, to be honest with you. This record, because I'm, 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 ha I'm proud that we. I'm happy. I'm happy that we took chances, and didn't listen to anyone, and just did it. And it's still very much Madball. I mean, I mean, if you look yeah, at listen to the whole body of the record, I mean. Yeah, it's still it's, a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. very much it's, uh, it's us but you know you got these couple of speckle of couple of new things in there that hopefully people like so we can like keep trying these things out no I love it man I love it man and uh last question because I know you got, you're playing soon all good man no worries <laughs> last one uh, your next album is going to be your 10th album and I was saying to Hoya are you going to it's hard when you I know you've just released this one, but for this tenth, you have to even try and top that. Is that something? We're that's... always trying to top the last yeah. thing. You know, you know, as yeah. a musician, you guys know this. You always just want to put out a better thing, um, and sometimes that happens, and sometimes it doesn't. Or maybe in in your own mind, it happened, but not in everyone else's. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. you think you know, oh, this is the best thing I've ever put out, and everyone else is like, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But I will say about this new record, I do feel extremely proud of it. And, and, and it might not be everyone's favorite Madball record, but I'm extremely proud of, of, of what we put out. And I think it's being well received. But again, I don't know the next one. Obviously, we're going to try to top, <laughs> yeah, try to top yeah, this yeah, one. Close, but close. I don't know, you know how it's going to play out. Yeah, but we're yeah, going to yeah. try our, our damnedest. You know? yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a big one, too. Ten... ten you know, 10th release. So we're going to be on the spot. Yeah. We're, gonna be on the spot. <laughs> we're always on the spot, you know. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to do what we do and, and, and hope for the best. No, man. Yeah. Respect, man. <laughs> well, Freddie, man, I want to say thank you very much for, like, hey, taking your fellas. time out to sit with three guys that are fans, yeah. really, man. Nah, yeah. 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 You guys, are, you, you guys man. are my friends, yeah, man. Mean. You guys are, you know, that, that first and foremost, I consider you friends, man. And I'm happy, happy to have you happy to have ironed out on this tour because oh, well, this is the last the last uh, show of the tour so you know thank uh, you for having us man. yeah no it's been a pleasure to, uh, you know you guys are good company man and, 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 and a great band so keep it up keep it up oh thank you very thank much you, man, man. that's it yeah uh, sorry, I just want to I don't want to get into no sort of fanboy shit but I, want, I just want to say man like I never ever would have thought that I would be able to do a tour but to do a tour of a band that influenced me in many many ways on the alcohol scene so I'm so blessed to be here and obviously Cheers brother I, I, show me. Thank you so very much Appreciate man you. and that that really uh you know that 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 that, that makes me feel good man hearing hearing things like that is is, is warms my heart Pretty <laughs> 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 man Thank, Thank you, you very much, man. All right, all right. You're listening to the Everyone But Us podcast, straight from the heart of London. 